my tears of sadness into such joy and gladness. My heart can't keep it and I'm shouting, shouting. Your blood and my 
Never looking back 
down for every heart to believe for every voice to cry out burn like a fire in me for every tongue to confess you alone are the king you are the to see what the Lord would say I saw him taking off a blue robe and each person that wanted it he wrapped it around you and he said this is my robe of revelation you will know me through my word and he said, I'm going to make my word so much come alive that it will be. It'll be my word that's going to be like a fire inside of you. And you're not going to be able to do the things you've done before because the word is just going to dissolve, tear, burn up all of that stuff that you really don't want to do anyway. This is a year that my word will triumph in your life if you'll allow it. If you'll receive today my robe of revelation, you are already righteous. You already have my robe of righteousness. Now put on my blue robe of revelation so you can know me. So you can know me and know me and know me. And every day I'll be dearer and sweeter and I'll be nearer, I'll be closer. And you'll be able to pick up my voice so easy when now it's been so hard. 
So know this today. I remove my robe from me and I give it to you. If you want it, just reach out and take it. It's yours to receive. This passion in my heart is burning in my soul to see the nations bow for all the world to know I'm living for your glory on the earth in this passion this passion in my heart is stirring in my soul to see the nations bow for all the world to know I'm living for your glory on the earth is passion. Let's sing it again. Oh God, we want you. This passion in my heart, this stirring in my soul, to see the nations bow for all the world to know. I'm living for your glory on the earth.
as we just stay in this place of worship, we just want to release the children right now. Six weeks up to fourth grade. So we bless our children. Jessica, where's Jessica? Jason's taking the kids back here. We just want to stay in this place of worship just a little bit longer, so I'm just going to quietly release the kids here. and We bless our kids. Just Let's just pray for our children. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for our children as they... As they go back, and and I know they're practicing for their Christmas program, Father, but I just pray that you would just be with them and let your presence be upon their lives, God, and that they would encounter your love in all that they do, in all that they say, in all that they are. We bless our children this morning. And let's just continue to worship our Father right now. I'm going to ask just some of the ministry teams to come forward, if you will. We're just going to give you, I believe it's just a strategic time in the spirit to be able to give you a chance to pray. So the ministry teams, if you guys will just come forward. If you need prayer for today, for anything, anything at all, just you want to be in agreement with what God wants to do in your life. Maybe you want to rededicate your life today. Maybe you don't even have a connection with God. And today you've come in and said, you know what? I, I need a refreshing. I really need a new renewal. I I need to connect with God. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, so we're giving you an invitation this morning. So as the worship team just plays, and you just stay in an attitude of worship, just to let the Lord minister. If you need healing in your body, if you've got something that's heavy on your heart today, we just want to be able to take this time and minister to you this morning. So just come for prayer this morning as the Lord leads Surrender. 
I um I saw a picture this morning of um of a warrior that was that was wounded. And um it's been it's been reoccurring over the past three or four weeks. It was almost like, you know, a warrior can get an, an arrow in them and it's almost like that arrow needs to be removed. So I'm just gonna ask you just to kind of lay hands with the person next to you and just kind of put your hand either on their shoulder or something and just um, just begin to speak over the, the arrows to be removed from them. And the Bible calls them fiery darts. Sometimes our shield of faith can be lowered or not properly used and they, they get through. So we're just calling forth a removal a removal of those arrows right now. So if there's, just prophetically, if there's an arrow that's, you know, in their heart, just pull it out. Just pull it out. If it's in their shoulder, just pull it out. We just pull it out. We just pull it out in the spiritual realm. And and, and we just release healing upon those areas right now in the name of Jesus. I heard the word... To just to say, just remove the arrows from the warriors. Remove the arrows from the warriors. Remove the arrows from the warriors. Just remove them. Just remove them right now in the name of Jesus. Just remove those arrows right now in the name of Jesus. Just begin to remove those arrows right now in Jesus' name. Just remove those arrows. I see them being pulled out. I see them just being taken out. Just throw the throw the arrowhead aside. Just throw it aside throw it aside and just now wherever that wound might be we just pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus we just release healing healing over your minds healing over your emotions right now healing over your hearts man I I can see some I can see some hurt and some pain that that is just like oh my that you've been looking for some relief and God said I'm going to pull that arrow out this morning and I'm going to put my balm of Gilead I'm going to put a, a salve on there and then just begin to release healing Just we just release healing if you will just put your hand over your own heart now just, just, just release healing upon your hearts right now we just release healing upon your bodies right now physical healing we just release healings of the heart right now in Jesus name We all those pains may be running deep but I see Jesus I see Jesus going there. I see him saying, I'm going to pull this out. I, I even seeing some stuff in, ooh, I think I'm even getting some stuff pulled out of my heart this morning that just doesn't belong there. That It's just he's pulling it out. He's pulling that out. And he's just releasing his love, his goodness. You know, even the prophetic word that came this morning was the blue, uh, the blue coat or the blue you know, garment, robe of revelation that there's revelation of how much He loves you. Now just receive, just receive His love this morning. That God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish. The most precious thing God gave to the world was His Son. And He made that sacrifice for us. But the good news this morning, he, He's not dead. He's not dead. He's risen. And He lives again in the hearts of His people. He's seated on the throne and we're seated with Him. 
And that's revelation that we've got to understand our identity and who we are. So we just release just the love, just the love of God just to permeate your being right now. Just the love of God to permeate your being. Let's just worship Him this morning. We're just designed to worship. Let's just worship Him. Let's worship Him and just worship Him. Lift up your hearts to Him. Lift up your voices to Him. Lift up your, your emotions to Him. Lift up your arms to Him. Just, just begin to worship the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Bring revelation upon our lives this morning. other prayer needs this morning? Any other prayer needs this morning? Mm, Thank you, Lord. 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 You guys can be seated as you finish up. You guys can be seated as you finish up. Thank you, Lord. 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 wonderful time of year. What a wonderful time of year. What a wonderful time. What a wonderful time. What a wonderful time of year. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I just, man, something, God's doing something. He's doing something in me if he hasn't done it in y'all this morning. Amen? How many of us getting some relief in the house? Amen? I just, uh, I'm excited about what God's doing, where he's at, and what's going on. Will you will release him to just be God and Lord over your life? Will you do that this morning? Listen, get out of your seats, meet and greet one another. If you're visiting, we welcome you to Living Word Fellowship. So just take a few minutes to meet and greet one another this morning. God bless you.
It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening Praise the Lord Okay We're glad you are all here today. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. Look to your other neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here too. Okay, I'm going to try to whiz through announcements. Everyone say, uh-huh.
Wizen, we're whizzing through announcements. Well, I have to tell a quick story, though. We have been gone since Thursday night. Our friends, uh, David and Maria Couch's daughter, Francesca, got married. So we had rehearsal Thursday night. We had a wedding last night. We got home about midnight. So um, is it okay if I tell on you? <laughs> okay, so last week, Eric's driving over by the school, not quite to the school zone, but I guess the police officer was like, and he wasn't looking, and, uh, and he got pulled, and he got grace. And then last night, <laughs> okay, before we were going to Josiah's wrestling match in Choctaw, happened to be the same place where the wedding was at, and... Um, and I, this was on the way. I said, honey, do you know what the speed limit is? Asking questions. I'm applying what we're learning in our defining relationships classes. Honey, do you know what the speed limit is? He looks down at the speedometer and was like, no. And so we're looking, you know, and, you know, he's probably going 60 and it's 45. So he, he's, he's, he sets the cruise and he come, brings it back down. So, you know, I hate to be, and, I, and I'm not his Holy Spirit, I'm not his governor, you know, of going. So we leave last night, and I, I'm watching him drive over the speed limit, not really on purpose, but because he's not paying attention, you know, because he, he is looking at his, well, n never looking at his phone, of course, <laughs> while driving, uh, and then... I'm looking at mine and not helping him ask good questions. And pretty soon, here's the flashing lights behind us. And this time, there was no grace. Well, there was a little bit of grace. Because he was going 13 miles over. He was going 58 in a 45. And, you know, it... it it was on, if it, those of you know, Northeast 23rd Street. So, it, you know, it's a long ways, 14 miles of just driving 45. It was hard on him. So I had to take a picture of the blue and red and whatever lights behind us, and I sent it to some of our friends that were leaving the wedding, and I said, just, just so you know, you don't want these lights behind you. You might want to keep your speed down because he got a ticket. He hasn't had one in 20 years. No. It probably hasn't been that long. We've only been married 14 and a half, so it's been a long time. And the officer was gracious enough to say, I noticed you haven't had a ticket in a very long time, so I'm going to keep it low enough that it doesn't go on your record. Isn't that nice? But here's a $104 ticket. <laughs> I was like, so he got some grace, but not fully. So I said, honey, what are you going to do? Another question we've learned through our defining relationships. He says, I guess I'm going to pay more attention to the speed limit. Set your cruise control. So, anyway, just so you know, I'm tattling on your pastor. <laughs> I have to tell you, though, last week I passed one of those police officers on 22nd, and he was giving me the... Probably right over by Briarwood, Wildwood, Briarwood right there. It's just so easy to cruise right there. And I was like, okay. 
So I, t- I took heed. So I thought, wow, okay, God's tr- this is three times, and we haven't done that in a long time, so maybe we got to pay more attention, huh? So anyway, we had a great time. We got home about midnight last night for the wedding, and we're glad to be home. So that's why we were, we were like 10 till 10 this morning. We were like, are they coming? Yes. All right, so uh, we have continue to pray for Linda Meliza, Sarah Eilers, Jackie Johnson, and Crystal Burton. Ann Zaley is homesick this morning, and um, so Marie's, Marie's healing good in Jesus' name. Uh, also, we've got our children's Christmas program is, is this Wednesday. Everyone say this Wednesday. So come and, and bring your families, and let's have a wonderful time. We're going to have chili supper at 5.30 on Wednesday night. So Jessica has a, does she have a sign-up sheet? I know she has one. Yeah, that would be great, because we're probably going to pass it around while Pastor Eric's preaching, because we do have it for Wednesday. So if you can bring chili and all the goodies, then be thinking about that so that you'll know what you're going to bring on Wednesday. Um, do what? Yeah, I think she's assigning the desserts. I came up with this idea that, you know, we on Wednesday nights we've been doing the, the fundraisers for the children's ministry with the goodies and everything. So the desserts are going to be part of the fundraiser on Wednesday night. So eat chili and donate for your dessert. Everyone say, what a deal. It's going to a good cause. It's going to the children's ministry. It's going to help with camp and, and many things that the kids do. So so it's a good thing. Say it's good. Also, December 16th, next Sunday, we're going to have a water baptism um, during the service, probably at the, like right after, right during worship, we'll just, we'll do water baptism. So sign up for, if you've never been water baptized and you'd like to be water baptized, our, our sign up sheet's right back there. Um, also, Delbert and Winona are going to be having a life group today, right? And they're doing a cookie a cookie exchange. I was going to say swap, but it's kind of the same thing. A cookie exchange. So you bring uh, two dozen homemade cookies, and you get to swap for another kind of homemade cookies. And it's, it's tonight at their house, 6 to 8. So they wanted to extend it out past their life group. So if anybody wants to be a part of that, 805 Main Street. So get with Winona and Delbert and see if you'd like to be a part of that. Also, phone tree. Okay, we've, we've had some people say, we're getting multiple, multiple. Well, I did, you know, kind of wham-bam you with the banquet and everything, but it was only one time a day. It was only supposed to be once a day. But some of you said you got multiple calls, like six to eight calls in one day. If you're one of those people, then get with Michelle so we can maybe delete you and add you back in and see if there's some kind of glitch with your number or something like that. And if you're not getting the phone tree and you're like, hey, I don't want to miss that on what's going on, then we want to add you. So so get with Michelle. Do what? Okay, so Kelly's never gotten a phone tree in a year. So right there, we need to add Kelly. And any, anybody else say, I don't get any? Sandy, Jean, Mario, Lenny. Okay. Can somebody write? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, this is the sign-up sheet Sunday. Everyone smile. Sometimes you have to do practical things here. 
so that we can communicate and, and get this. So we'll, we'll get another sheet going. If you're not on the phone tree or the constant contact where you get the emails, then. And also we've got a Facebook Living Word Fellowship group if you want to be a part of that, and we, we post things on that all the time. Okay. Um, nursing home visitation next Sunday. If you would like to be a part of that nursing home ministry, then we would like to invite you to be a part of that. Get with Pastor Sean, and uh, he'll let you know what you can do to help. It's just an hour and a half next Sunday afternoon from 1.30 to 2.45-ish. 2.45-ish. Okay, all right, that's all. Are you ready to give to the Lord? Uh-oh. Here's the chili supper goodie list, so we'll pass that around if you want to bring anything on that. Just, Richard, make sure it gets to all three sections. As it's been said this morning already, this season is a wonderful time for stories. You know, Charles Dickens with his story, Christmas Carol, the redemption of a man's heart and soul. And, and there's a story that's a part of this house. About 14 years ago in June, God saw two sweet, beautiful, wonderful hearts and minds and decided that these two ought to be together. And he made that happen. And then July, from what I understand of that same year, he took that two that he made into one and brought them in to be pastors of this church. And they have led this body through a lot of trials, but this is a gift from God the Father. He said, I'm going to take these two people, I'm going to put them together, and I'm going to install them as pastors of this church to lead this church. And that's what they've done. They've led us by example. They've led us by, you know, by a person's actions and their words. You know them. They lead, they lead us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus at all times. What were the words of his mouth and his actions? He healed the, he healed the sick. He opened the eyes of the blind. He, and the words of his mouth, the pastor spoke on this morning. You think about that, that verse, John 3, 16. Who said it? Jesus himself said it about himself. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in me would not perish. That's what we see when we, when we see these two people walk in here. We see God so loved the world. They so love you that they wake up in the morning praying for you. They go to bed at night praying for you. So I, I went this morning more for Pastor Shelley than for Pastor Eric. I got the basket and I put gold lame on it and sparklies and frou-frou stuff. And so that's, that's for Pastor Shelley and Pastor Eric. Well, he, he gets to ride on her coattails on this one. But this is our time this year, this time of year. You, you, you give gifts to your kids. You give gifts to your grandkids, to your spouses, your brothers, your sisters. The, the, the aunt that you get to see once a year, thankfully once a year. And the other relatives, you know, of that kind. So let's, let's take a moment. Whatever you happen to have, whatever you happen to have this week, whatever you happen to have next week. Let's put together a Christmas love offering for God's gift to this house. This is God's gift to this house. So let's love on them. Let's, let's give them something for, just for them. Show them how much you love them. If you don't have anything this week, 
We're going to do it again next Sunday. And set aside something just for them. And let it come from right here. Because that's where they live. You, you live right here in their hearts. From, the, from, from the, the sunrise to sunset every day. That's where you live. And, and, and guess who's in there with them? Jesus is roaming around in there with them. And he's saying, hey, pray for this person. Pray for that person. Pray for that person. Let's, let's just, just love on them. So when you come up to give, we've got the, the regular offering baskets. We've got the Joash chest for Bountiful. And this is for Pastor Eric and Shelley. So give from the bottom of your heart all the way down. Dig down and find out what you're supposed to give. Father, we come before you and we just we thank you, Lord, for this joyous opportunity to come before you with the tithe and the offering and the and the mission offering and the bountiful and, and the love gift, well, Lord, for, for this gift that you've given us. And Lord, let it return unto these households. Tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold, Lord God, is you asked us just for the tenth, for the tenth, and then that ninety, that ninety, you take it and you multiply it and you abound it beyond anything we could think or imagine in our hearts. Father, we just thank you now for this wonderful opportunity, for this grace gift from you, the opportunity to give into the kingdom for your purposes. In Jesus' name. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dawes that'll talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go There's a tree in the Grand Hotel One in the park as well It's the sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that'll make them ring is the carol that you sing right within your heart wow does anybody know who that uh who the author is or the artist of that music there who is it they write Bing Crosby. That's who? Michael Bublé. 
My, you know, how many of you love Christmas? I mean, I'm like, man, you know, the world's wanting to take Christ out of Christmas. And I say, let's leave him in Christmas and let it be about Christmas and let it be about Jesus. And, you know, Shelly and I had a, had, a, had a discussion a few years back and it was like, why is, it, why is it that people get upset about Jesus, but they don't get upset about Muhammad? You can talk about Buddha, you can talk about Harry Krishna, and you can talk about all these other, but when you mention Jesus, um, so I say let's leave Christ in Christmas, amen? He came to redeem us, amen? So let, let Jesus redeem all that. There is, there is no time of year other than, than Easter time, Resurrection Sunday, that the whole world begins to focus on Christ. And, and I, just, I just am excited what God's doing. I, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you, Richard, for um, so eloquently taking up an offering. And I, those of you that give, it will not go to the speeding ticket. Hey, come on. There's times where we've all exceeded the speed limit. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about grace and mercy. Say grace and mercy. Come on, tell your, tell your neighbor, say, we're going to talk about grace and mercy today. We're going to talk about grace and mercy today. Did you know that you were destined and designed to, to reign in life? Did you know that? Well, we are designed to reign in life. In our DNA, we are designed to reign in life. We are to reign over sin. We are to reign over powers of darkness. We are to, to reign over sickness. We are to reign over disease. We are to reign over poverty. We are to reign, come on somebody, over every single curse. We are to reign over that because of what Jesus has done for us. We are to reign in life as kings. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a fine-looking king. <laughs> or, or the ladies, you can say, you're a fine-looking queen, okay? You're a fine-looking queen. You're a... You're a fine-looking queen. And these are not my words. They are the words from the Bible that tells us who we are. Before Christ, before the cross, before I came to Him, I was a dirty, rotten sinner. Then I got saved by God's grace. And now Thessalonians says, I am a new creature. A new species of being. Behold, the old has passed away. The new has come. Do I have any sons of God in the house? Do I have kings and priests and princes and royalty in the house today? Turn to your neighbor and say, you royalty. Tell somebody, say, you, 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 ought, to, you ought to be glad to sit next to me. You ought to be glad to sit next to me because I am royalty. Here's the thing that's really cool about this. The Bible tells us that we are to reign in life. And when it tells us that we are to reign in life, it doesn't matter of what family you come from. It doesn't matter of what your background is. It doesn't matter what education you do have or don't have. Come on, somebody. When it says that we can reign in life, it doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are. It doesn't matter how much money you got in your bank account. Come on, can I get an amen here this morning? I need some help this morning. It doesn't matter about those things because when it comes down to what Jesus has done for us, he shed his blood on the cross at Calvary so that I can become 
a prince. I can become a king. I can become a ruler. I have a destiny. I have a plan. I have a purpose. I have, something's going on in my life. And, and it doesn't matter where I come from. Praise God. It doesn't matter if I had a silver spoon, a gold spoon, a plastic spoon, or no spoon in my mouth when I was born. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. I mean, I, when I think about that, I was like, wow, this is so cool. I get the same privileges as, as a king, or I get the same privileges as a pauper. I get the same privileges. When we come into Christ, we have access to the same Father. Can I get an amen? So the, so the declaration that we are kings, we are priests, really are based on the promises of God. It's based on His Word. So if you got your Bibles, turn with me to, to Romans. We're going to hit a couple scriptures this morning. Romans um, 5.17, and then we're going to have you go to Ephesians. So if you want to find that, if you've got an electronic device, I have no problem with electronic devices. If you want to use your phone, use your phone. If you've got an iPad, use that. Kindle, if you don't have, if you, I, I like this. I heard somebody say one time, I just like hearing the, I like hearing the pages. <laughs> But if you have an electronic device, I don't have a problem. I want to welcome those of that are joining us on live, on, on our live stream. And I've already got a text this morning that they were, they were joining us. So we just agree with you in prayer of what God's been doing this morning that it's done in your life also. Amen? So Romans 5.17, everybody there, say, I'm there. Anybody, if you're not, say, I'm not. And then if you can look up on the screen, it says, For by one man's offense, death reigned through one. Much more those who what? Receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will what? Will what? Will what? Come on, everybody. Will reign in life. And we've been talking about our, our let me give you a little layout on the stage here. We've been talking about the cross and what happens in, at Christ and, and the death, burial, and the resurrection. And Jesus is seated on our throne, seated on our throne. You see our throne? And we're seated with him, by the way. And then our life from this point to that point is what we walk out. The Bible talks about that Jesus grew in stature and wisdom. He grew in favor with God and with man. And we're talking about God who divested himself of everything, now is operating as a man. He understands the pains, the hurts, the things that you go through. So it's really our life in him from the cross to the throne. Can I get an amen? So we talked a little bit about the pillars. I want to, oh, I got a handout too, by the way. Well, what did I do with that? Um, Jason, would you do me a favor? Will you run in on my office and on my conference table there? I think I've got a handout for you guys. Jeez. I worked real hard, got that handout ready. <laughs> that should have been the first thing I gave you when you came in, shouldn't it, huh? But anyways, but he'll, he'll get that. We're going to talk a little bit about these pillars. Everybody see the pillars? What's it say on the top? It says God's success. What's it say on this one pillar? And then the other one? Christ is the foundation. Christ is the foundation. Christ is the foundation. Christ is the foundation. It's everything that we build in life has to be built on Christ. If you're building on another foundation, the Bible says it's like shifting sand when the troubles and storms of life come it will be washed away and all of a sudden that foundation will be changed if some of the ushers could help out with uh with jason would be great and we'll pass this out to you and i'll get you guys uh i'll get you guys something to take home with you so it's the foundation and we've talked about god's success 
the world's success can be based on a couple pillars. Number one, the first pillar that the world's success says, if you achieve this, if you work harder, if you forget about Sundays and work, spend weekends and work harder all the time, work and work and work and work and work and you can achieve success. But the Bible tells us that we are to what? Receive. Say receive. Let's go back one, one slide, Marty, back to that scripture, if you will, please. Because it says we are to receive the abundance of grace. How are you going to reign in life? The Bible doesn't say that you reign in life by achieving. In fact, the Bible says by receiving the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we will what? Reign in life. So the world's, the world's system of success can be based on diligence and self-effort. You can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it all yourself. How many of you know that's why the, some of the best-selling books are actually the self-help books? Come on, you can do self-help all you want to. And there might be some success that you get, but without your foundation being on Christ, it's not going to matter. Can I get an amen? So w when you look at this, when you have an understanding of it, we realize that our foundation is Christ. But there are truths in the Word of God. You know, I was thinking about... When Jesus was, was in front of the, uh, the, the, the Jewish council and then they took him to Pontius Pilate and, and, and he said, what is truth? He's like, what is truth? And we talked a little bit about the scripture that said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So there's a lot of times where it's like, what's truth? I'm telling you, the world today will challenge, what's truth, what's truth, what's truth, what's truth? There has to be a concrete truth, and there is a concrete truth. Amen? But with concrete truth, meaning Jesus is the foundation, there are other truths. There are other truths in the Word of God. Faith, hope, love, all these things are really true. But to, to, to me, they rest, all the other truths of God's success rest on these two pillars. And we're going to talk a little bit about grace. We're going to talk a little bit about righteousness. If we have a skewed view or a deluded understanding of God's grace and God's righteousness, the other truths that are supported by these can also be skewed or deluded. Can I get an amen on that? I mean, that, I mean because if I don't understand how, what God's grace is and how God's grace is in my life and how it operates in my life, I may not step out to do what God's called me to do unless I have a true understanding and a revelation. So can we pray for revelation? I mean... Those of you that are visiting, what happened this morning was Pastor Virginia got up and she, she gave what we call a prophetic word. And that means God's just speaking through her to us. And that word edifies and uplifts the body. It, it ministers to grace that those who hear it. it. It encourages. That's that word out of the word of God in Corinthians. It talks about that prophetic word. So that word was about revelation. Let's just take just a moment. Father, we need revelation we need it not just to be head knowledge but it's got to drop to our heart and create some movement in our lives that we get a greater understanding of your righteousness we get a greater understanding of your grace that it will cause some things to go into action in our lives today in jesus name and everybody said amen so this word on on romans five seventeen. When he talks about reigning in life, and we talk a little bit about reigning, did you know there's a Greek word, basilio, or it means it's the word basilica comes from. Anybody heard of the basilica in Rome? There is a basilica in the Ivory Coast that we went over actually and were able to see it. I can't remember if you were with me that 
mission trip that we went actually into the basilica, went over to the basilica. There's another basilica in the, in the Ivory Coast. That basilica, when you look it up, it literally means, it, re, it refers to kingly judicial rule. It's where courts of law would take place. It's where, it's where um, they would make decisions on things. It was set up to be to where they would rule and they would make laws and they would go into place. And that's what that word basilica literally means. If you look it up, you can Google it, but don't do it now. But you can Google it later when you get home. But look it up and, and see that. It literally means that they were used for courts of law. And this was the place, the basilica was a place where they used kingly rule, judicial rule. And these things were, were passed or were brought forth. Okay? So we know about the world system. Anybody say world system. So if you've got your, you got your hand out on the back, if you want to fill that out. It says the world system of success is based on what? Anybody know what the world system success is based on? Achieving, right. So you can put that in there. That's a little fill-in-the-blank deal for you. So it's about achieving. So which system do you want to operate in? Do you want to operate in God's system or you want to operate in a world system? Because you can operate it in the world system and you can have certain things and you can have certain success. But how many of you want a success that'll last? How many of you want a success that's going to go on for eternity? How many of you want to do something that's going to have an eternal impact on people's lives around you? Can I get an amen? I got to get some help this morning. So, so that's, the, that's the world system. It's based on achieving. But according to Romans 5.17, God's system is this. God's system is based on what? You can next slide there, Marty, if you want to put that. It's based on what? Is that hard? Isn't that hard? Because there are times I was just talking with somebody who had received a, 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 a their, 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 their workplace had promoted them. And they were like, why me? And I said, why not you? Because I had to deal with that myself as things, as God would bring a promotion along in my life. I was like, why me? Because in the world system, I felt like I wasn't achieving to get that. Hello? I wasn't doing good enough, if that sounds right. I wasn't perfect. And if I wasn't all that, then how could I even get something in my life? And I had to come to a place. Shelly... I'm, I'm not real good on receiving gifts, but I'm getting better. Because I would rather, can I share my heart a moment with you? I would rather have you help the poor. I would rather have you help the needy. I would rather help you do something else with some funds. I would rather do that myself. And, and as you give, the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, he calls, causes men to give into your bosom. And I took that scripture, and I would just, I love the gift part of it, but I didn't like that it pressed down, I, I like the pressed down, running together, shaking together and running over. But I would leave out that he causes men to give into you, into your bosom. And I would go, so when men would give to me, I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. I don't need it. I appreciate that. I work. I, I work hard. I save my money. I do things. That's the world system. That's pride. And I could say, and then I realized, and then, and then Shelly's help helped me. She, she helps me a lot. As you can tell, I need it. And um, I began to, when somebody would give, and then a lot of times they would give, 
And it would be so we could distribute it. Oh, come on, somebody. We'd give so we could help the poor. We'd give so we could help tornado um, families. It'd give so we could help those that are in need. It would give, and you know what I mean? And there's things like that. So I would have trouble receiving. It's just like, why don't you take it? When we were first set in this ministry, we were at a church over on 9th Street, and um, uh, 922 Webster. And I remember when I was first pastoring, I would take nothing, no monies. And we had a guy, remember Harvey, Harvey Fisher. And Harvey was doing our, doing our books, or he was doing our books. And, and um, after about a month, he got me in the office. And there wasn't funds there for me to receive anything. Do, do you know what I'm saying? So he got me in my office and he said, why am I sharing this guy with you guys today? What in the world? Lord, help me. He said, Pastor, I want to talk to you about something. I said, what? He said, I think you need to be receiving some funds from this ministry. I said, no, not until we get this painted, not until we get this done, and not until we get this done. And God will supply, and he supplied all my needs. He said, you know what? He said, I don't think you're utilizing the principle and the word of God correctly. I said, okay, explain that to me. He said, the Bible says a workman is worth his hire. It says that those that minister are worth double honor. He said, if you don't receive from the people, then you're going to stop the flow of what God wants to do in their lives when they give. But my heart was... want to pay the electric bill want to take care of a place that people can come and be fed and can come to a place where they can rely upon God's success so God has had me through a training process say that for the process through for the past 14 years to receive to receive does anybody else have a hard time receiving just a few of us around it's like, so then, you know, somebody gets you something, you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's nice. It's like, wow, gosh, what, what did I do to deserve that? But that's that world thinking. Instead of being a king, the God says, look, I want to bless you. And here this is. So I'm going to bless the police department that pulled me last night. And seriously, you know, and I wasn't praying and saying, oh, God, get me out of it. God, get me out of this. I said, you know what? In fact, the officer came back and he said, uh, he said, here you go, Mr. Cox. I know you're not familiar with this area and I'm going to reduce the ticket down to just 10 mile an hour over the speed limit. And, um, and I said, yeah, I said, I haven't had a ticket in a long time. He said, yes, I noticed that. And I said, officer, I want to thank you for doing your job and helping protect and serve this community. And he said, thank you very much. And I said, it's been so long since I've had a ticket. How much are they? <laughs> and he handed me this envelope. And on the outside of the envelope, all I saw was $280, $280, $280, $280. I'm like, oh my gosh, tickets have gone up since the last time I added this. $280. He said, no, sir, it's, it's not that much. But all the information's in that, and you can take care of that. I said, well, I think the last time I had a ticket, it was like, I don't know, $90. He said, well, it's, it's, it's somewhere in that, in that area. 
he said, he said, I know you got a long trip, so um, have, a, have a good afternoon and safe drive there, or good evening and have a safe drive. Because he, he, you know, he checked my license. He knew I was from Woodward. And here we are in Choctaw. And so I just thought, you know, I, I could have a bad attitude or I could have a good attitude. So that, so that brings me to, to what I want to talk a little bit about. So the, the world system is achieving and God's system is what? Receiving. So let's receive some things as the Lord brings it along and, and allows us to do some thing. With that, the secret to reigning in life is receiving what Jesus has done for us. Receiving His goodness, receiving His grace, receiving His mercy, receiving forgiveness of sin. Oh, come on, somebody. Is us be able to look at that and say, I want to be able to receive what he has accomplished on the cross. And I think what he has accomplished on the cross is so much bigger than we can even comprehend. Okay? So I want to talk a little bit about grace and righteousness. Okay? So on your handout there, grace. Grace is the unearned, undeserved, unmerited. Everybody say that. Come on, everybody. It's the favor. It's his favor. If Jesus grew in favor with God and man, don't you think he wants you to grow with favor? Turn to your neighbor and say, I, I got some favor. <laughs> because I, I got some favor because there, had, there was. There was a, I, another officer pulled me in. I don't visit with officers much other than saying, guys, you can park in my parking lot if you want to. If there's anything I can pray for you with or whatever it might be. It's like, okay, here's another one. Here's my license and registration. I... I know that the Spirit of God was trying to get something to me to protect me from what took place last night. But I just, I really wasn't obedient. But still, His favor was still there. There's favor on my life. So as we learn the secret to reigning in life, we have to understand God's grace. We're going to talk about God's grace tonight. His righteousness, or today, His righteousness is right standing, right relationship with God. We're not going to talk about that pillar yet, but we're going to talk about God's grace, all right? His grace is His unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor. It's something you didn't earn. It's something, if, if I go to work, and I work for somebody, and I work for $15 an hour, and I put $10 or 10 hours in, guess what? I deserve the $150 that they're going to pay me because I worked for it. Is that right? But God wants to have grace and favor upon our lives, which it literally means favor, unmerited, undeserved favor. So you get a promotion at work. Why? Because you can just be a follower of Christ and get a promotion at work. Why? Because God's grace. Say God's grace. Come on, say God's grace. It's grace. It's unearned favor. If, we, if you would look at your lives, there are things that have happened in our lives his favor that's been on our lives that you could look back and go, oh, yeah, I remember that happened. And I didn't do anything to earn it. I wasn't good enough, Geraldo, to deserve it. But yet, it's still that way. How many of you have received something you didn't earn or deserve? All right, just hold your hands up. Just I want to look around a little bit. Gosh, that's just about all you guys. All right, you can put your hands down. So his grace is his unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor of God. And righteousness is right relationship with God. So I had somebody ask me, so what's the difference between mercy and grace? It's a good question, isn't it? So let's take a look at that real quick. 
There's a difference between mercy and grace. And the best way I could really define mercy is, mercy is not receiving what you deserve. Oh, man. Uh, a few years back, many years back, <laughs> I have a hard time driving 55. I think I need to be in Germany. I need to live in Germany where they got that autobahn, you know, and you can kind of drive. You guys are going to think I'm just driving fast everywhere I go. Praise God for his grace and mercy on our lives, and praise God that you guys love me no matter whether I break the speed limit now and then, don't you? This was many years ago. I kind of broke the speed limit, and after you exceed so many miles an hour over the speed limit, they could take your license on the spot. Now, I'm just talking about me. So some of you that are swallowing real hard going, that was me back in 1973. I remember receiving a ticket. And I remember it exceeded the 80s. And the officer said, I can take your license right now and I can impound your car. And I said, I was, I've, always, I've always been respectful. And I said, Yes, sir, I know you can. How many of you know I deserve to have my car impounded? According to the law. I deserve to have my license pulled. According to the law. You're understanding this example? But God's mercy is not receiving what we deserve. That's His mercy. So when, the, when some, in the, in the Bible, when, when, the blind, when the blind guy said... Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Mercy on me. That is not receiving what we deserve. Because, understand that, in the Hebrew mindset, in the Jewish upbringing, under the law, the leper wasn't even supposed to be there. Under the law, they weren't supposed to approach the Messiah as the way they approached the Messiah. Under the law, it was to go through the king, or excuse me, the priest, in order to get to God. Are you with me? But see, Jesus was coming in and he was changing something that you could now come through him. Oh, come on, somebody. And they were going, son of David, they were identifying him, knowing, I think you're the Messiah because the Messiah is supposed to come from the line of David. And you, that son of David, you were there before David, so you're there after David. And son of David, have mercy on me. Don't give me what I deserve. Do you see the difference in mercy? Okay, let's look at grace real quick. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. See the difference between grace and mercy? Mercy is, is not receiving what I deserve, and grace is receiving what I don't deserve. See what I mean? Last night, I had, God had mercy on me. I, I, I mean, I deserved a, a hefty fine and a ticket. He... I come over that hill and I was just talking and I was just talking to Shelly and I was listening to the, about this Johnny football guy 
And I come over that hill, and I'm thinking, I want to get home. I'm going to get home. It's going to be 1 o'clock in the morning before I get home. I come over that hill, and I saw the officer sitting there. And when I did, I didn't even look at my speedometer. I just pulled over. I saw, I come over. His lights weren't on. But when I hit that top of that hill, I saw him, and I saw his car move. And I said, I know who he's going to get. <laughs> so he pulled out, John. He pulls out and does a, does a turn, and I'm already pulling over. I'm already coming to a stop, and he comes up with his lights on. I mean, I, I bet he didn't, from here to, well, probably from, from here to Sonic, was, it wasn't even that far. So I just pulled right over. I mean, I knew he was coming. I knew he had me. And he was like, did you know the speed limit? And I, I, I was like, no, I really didn't know the speed limit. He said, how fast do you think you're going? I was like, I don't know, 45 or 50 until, and I'm parked, and there's a speed limit sign right where I'm parked at, and it says 45. I said, and I didn't really know the speed limit until I pulled over here, and there's a speed limit right there, so I know I have no idea how fast I was going. What he said, I was going 58. So I don't know if this is, you know, I can just use this for this sermon this morning, amen? So let's, let's look at mercy. Mercy is the kindness of God without deserving judgment. This is on your notes. And extending undeserved compassion and forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness, excuse me, to man. So God extends that mercy and he gives us forgiveness. Psalms 119, 156 says, How great your mercies are, O Lord. Another scripture in Psalms 145, 8, it says, The Lord is gracious and merciful. How many of you know that Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, it says your mercies are new every morning. Can we give the Lord some pray, praise for some new mercies? I mean, look, I had some mercies yesterday and I used it at 11 o'clock last night. And then I also have some new mercies this morning. Not that I want to use them in getting that, getting, getting over another ticket. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm sorry. I kind of jumped around a little bit this morning, but... Ephesians chapter 2, it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, because of His great mercies, His rich, He's rich in mercy. He says, because of His great love for us, that even while we were dead. I was dead in my transgression. I was dead in my sin. This was before the cross. I was dead in my transgression. But then as I came to Christ and gave my life to Christ, now I'm on the other side of the cross. And he said he's made us alive. He's alive. He's alive. I'm no longer dead. I'm alive. I'm no, oh, come on, somebody. I'm no longer dead. I'm alive. I got to get this in me that I'm no longer dead. I'm no longer dead in my trespasses and sin. It's because of what Jesus did on the cross for me that I am alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I want to be alive. I want to enjoy life and be alive. Don't you? And I'm like, man, I'm alive. I like an alive church. <laughs> and let's be alive, you know? Let's be alive. Let's enjoy it. We can joke around about my speeding ticket yesterday because it doesn't matter because after I was done, I again handed her the envelope and I was like, oh, well, so much for that. Let's go on. And we talked about other stuff and we enjoyed life the whole trip on the way home. And I got up this morning and I was alive and I was thanking God for his mercy upon my life. And I said, God, your mercies are new every morning. I got a whole bunch of fresh stuff going on this morning. It's not some old Dale, a dead Stale stuff. 
Anybody like some fresh bread? Anybody like some fresh bread with butter? I got to pray. We got to go. Turn to your neighbor and say, be alive. I mean, Jesus died so we could become alive. He rose again so we could become alive. We are dead to our sins, dead to our transgressions, dead to those iniquities. Hello, because of his blood has covered me and it makes me become alive. And I thank God for his mercy. Let's give the Lord a big shout of praise, a hand clap for his mercy of not receiving what we deserve. So real quick, I'm just going to, grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Here's the definition of grace. Let's see if we've. We've got, it, got that up there. Let's go to the next slide there and let's see if I got a definition of grace. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Grace is favor. Say favor. The definition that I found on it was uh, God's bestowing upon mankind good things. I, I, I should have underlined good things. Because if you think God's given you cancer, eh, it's wrong. It's wrong theology. If you think God's going to Gonna, gonna, gonna get you drunk and throw you in jail because you're drunk. That's wrong theology. It says he gives us what? Good things that we don't deserve. God's not gonna put you in the back. I don't even want to go there. I don't even need to go there with you guys. Because you guys have an understanding of who God is. God is good all the time. There is no darkness. There is no turning of shadow in Him. He is light. He is marvelous. He is good all the time. All the time God is good. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good dad wanting to give us some good stuff to his kids. There are some good things coming your way. If we can receive His grace, His, his favor upon our lives, there's some good stuff. God's got something good for you. Tell your neighbor, say, God's got something good for you. He's, he's got something good for you. He's got something good for me, too. He's got, I mean, that's what it's about. So let's, let's look back at the definition. He says, good things which are not deserved, especially salvation. Are you kidding me? Really? Our kids with grandkids go, really? Really? Salvation. 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 Being born again, being saved, is more than just being born again and delivered of sin. There's a whole catalog. If you look at the Greek word soteria, or salvation for salvation, or sozo is part of that Greek word. If you look at that, it, it means the ministry of Jesus. It means his inheritance. It means forgiveness. It means love. It means mercy. It means grace. It means all those things that are in salvation. I mean, sometimes we just use a little bit of it. And God said, no, no, you, you don't want just a, a, a four-ounce glass. I want to give you a whole 12-ouncer. I want to give you a five-gallon bucket. I want to get a 50-gallon bucket. Why don't you just put your nose on a, uh, put your mouth on a fire hose? That's, a, that's what I want to give you that much. There's just stuff coming out that, the, that salvation is about. It's a good thing say good things come on tell somebody good things there's some good things and I just thank God for his salvation I mean without of his salvation I wouldn't have the foundation that I can build on without the salvation I'd be lost oh come on I once was lost but now I'm found I once was a mess but, and messed up but now I'm a mess in him come on somebody and in him I have I can move and breathe and have my being in him I can say God you are all things I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me it's in him it's because of salvation and that's good man that's God's favor on our life I didn't earn salvation. In the Old Testament, you got to earn it. You got to keep those Ten Commandments. If you don't keep those Ten Commandments, guess what? 
Your righteousness has to be atoned by a priest once a year. But Jesus, who was my high priest, he went in and he atoned for my sin once and forever. Doesn't give me the right to keep going on sinning. In fact, I don't believe those that have got a relationship with Jesus want to keep on sinning. We want to walk out of sin. We want to walk into his glorious, marvelous life. We want to walk into the goodness of God. We want to walk into his grace and his mercy that's in our life. I want you to have favor in your life. And I'm like, God, this stuff is so stirred up within me that there is just favor dripping off of me that one I get pulled, he might say, look, I know you deserve the ticket, but I'm going to reduce it down so it won't hurt your insurance. It won't cost you any more money. Just $104. But once you pay that, it is under the blood of Jesus Christ. They're not going to, next time I get pulled, they're not going to look at it and go, whoop, there it is. You got pulled on this and this and date. It's going to be gone. It's wiped out. And that's how sin is in my life. It's wiped out because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because he's the righteous one. Because of his grace, his favor. Now I'm seated with him in heavenly places. Somebody ought to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise in this place. That is something good news today. That is good news today. And that's what the world's got to hear out there instead of saying, God's punishing Africa. God is not punishing Africa. Jesus took Africa and the sin of every nation, San Francisco, every place that you can think of. He took it on the cross. He took it and put it under the blood. He said sin. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, where is your victory? Oh, death. He said the last thing was defeated was death. And I got dead. If I my physical body dies, I'm going to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. That death has been defeated in my life because I have the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, did you guys get your, your sheet filled out? I know I need to let you guys go. Maybe I should stay up till 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning and, and then come and preach, amen? Will you guys stand to your feet? Say, I'm the righteousness of God. Now, you can only say that if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. But if Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior, then you can come to Him and then you can say, I'm the righteousness of God. Say, I'm a child of the Most High God. Come on, say, I'm the head and not the tail. Say, I'm above only and not beneath. You know what these are? These are just scriptures in the Bible we're quoting. These are scriptures in the Bible. Say, I'm royalty. Turn to your neighbor and say, I got destiny. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm a son or a child of the God. Say, I'm special. I'm loved. Say, I'm amazing. I mean, you are. See, what happens is we got to shift our way. The only way that you're going to have God's success is if you see yourself and you see others the way God sees you. See, Paul said, look, I no longer want to identify anybody in the flesh because of the blood of Christ as I identify them in the spirit and what God says about you, then you are amazing. You are wonderful. I am married to the most wonderful woman in the world. She's my greatest gift besides Jesus Christ. And she knows that. But she knows Jesus is number one. Can I get an amen? And he needs to be number one in our lives for us to be able to do some things. So let's pray. Let's pray. Put your hand on somebody because you need to pray for them. (laughs) They need it. Say, Father, just bless them and strengthen them right now. In the name of Jesus, I just ask you to continue to give them wisdom and courage right now. In Jesus' name. Now just lay your hand on yourself and pray for the one that really, really, truly needs it. And that's you. And Father, we just thank you that you're shifting our identity. That you're bringing us into a great place in the Spirit. You're bringing us into a great place to understand your favor. 
thank you for your favor upon our lives. I'm not going to apologize for it, God. I just am going to give you glory and praise for favor in Jesus' name. Can we give him a mighty hand clap of praise this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's about tell somebody you got some favor. I mean, there's going to be some favor. Now, I, I, I got, before we go, before you go, here's what I want you to do. I want you to join me, and let's start just writing a few things down. Because I can look back, and I thought, man, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about this, and I forgot about that. I won't forget about the officer and the lights and stuff like that. I'll kind of remember that one for a little while. But I won't hold it against the officer. I will thank God that I did get favor, even if I had to pay the ticket in full amount, because it might have been keeping me out of something that could be even more harmful or costly down the road. Can I get an amen? Amen. You go forth in his power and his glory and his mercy. We'll see you Wednesday night, children's program, Chili. God bless you. Have a great, eve a great afternoon today.